Blog Talk Radio. I was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard-drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner. Till I met a big man, and the man said, how do we do? Studios. Hopefully, everybody can hear me. Unlike last night, where <laughs> I'm trying to take myself off mute. Uh, I haven't done that since 
oh, I've got we've and we've got um, the world famous TikToker Shannon O'Brien hanging out with us. He was supposed to be with us last night again. If I remember to uh, take myself off mute, we could have been doing this yesterday, but we uh, yeah. had a little snafu, or I had a, had a little snafu. It's been a long time since, since I've done that. You, you were having a rough day yesterday. God. Although before I'd have a I had a, like I'd have a co-host so she could take you know or like someone who was not on the same phone line as me, and uh, so she would she she would be able to take up the slack and be like Ryan where are you I'm like I'm the, hello hello giving up my phone and then I realized oh crap I've been on mute the whole time how how are you doing Shannon doing well good. Well, at least we can hear yeah, here this time. There was a brief pause, and I was like, oh. oh God, not again. I'm, like, looking at my looking <laughs> oh, at video. So, oh, God, is she there? But uh, let's uh, let's get – let's talk about you for a second. How um, – Okay. How did you get into doing those TikToks and stuff? Um, It was actually maybe, like, a couple of years ago. Um, um, Like, at first, I never – you know, was able to think I would ever be TikToks, and then um, mm-hmm. I was just, well, I was just like, I saw a whole bunch of other cosplayers on there, and I was like, well, I can do that, and it just kind of became a thing, where I just dressed up in cosplay outfits, and went from there. What's your favorite, like, thing to cosplay? Like, what's your favorite, like, I guess, in Star Wars, Disney, what is, what is your favorite thing to do? I think the most favorite for me is just actually just doing um what actually what got me started was uh just doing Star Wars um becoming Princess Leia. That was like probably the first uh cosplay that got a whole lot of views on TikTok. Um and I do, and it's kind of stuck with it. Um and that's kind of been the only favorite cosplay that I've been able to do. And I think the second favorite one, I guess, would probably be the Back to the Future Marty McFly one. Uh, I'm kind of, a, kind of a fan of your Scooby Doo ones. When you're when you're when you're shaggy, oh, those yeah. are pretty. Oh yeah, Scooby Doo ones are pretty, pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Ghost over here, she does cosplay. She <laughs> she dresses dresses up as uh, the girl from uh, Gravity Falls. I can't think of her name. <laughs> I like keep calling her Madge for some reason. Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> Mabel from um, Gravity Falls. Oh, okay. Yeah, she likes to do that. So it's that's really cool. So I've I've always like like when I was thinking about when I want to get into TikTok, I don't know what I would do that would make people want to view me. I don't, I don't know like what I could do that would be entertaining like you guys do. You know, it's it's um. Where do you come? Where do you come up with your inspiration for the TikToks you do? A lot of it, I just get it from a lot of TikTokers, um, and a lot of it too is just a lot of the inspiration that comes actually from your own that you got to think of and say what could go good with the sound or what could go good with the cosplay. I mean, that's usually how I see it when um, a cosplay happens. For me, depends on what other cos, whatever cosplay that um, I decided to jump into that day. Do you make your own costumes? Some of them are handmade, and then some of them are store bought. That's awesome. 
So you're yeah, TikTok, just like you're I know. Shannon, Brian, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, what I was going to say was, is I'm actually planning on a new cosplay coming up just for seasons. I kind of ordered the stuff together. Oh, nice. Uh, what were you saying? Out. I was going to say, is your your um your TikTok is Shannon O'Brien seventeen. Yes. I'll go ahead and put that on the chat here. There we go. And it's just funny because I just actually made 10,000 um, followers last night. 10,000 followers? Pop off. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a lot of cool videos. You, you should seriously check them out. They're really good. I've got like five followers on mine. But, well, there's a, but I mean, like if you it's like if you keep going through the TikToks. I mean, there's different people that do different things. I've seen not only yeah. there's cosplayers, there's also people that do their singing, uh, just lip syncing, dancing. Um, I've seen a few of supernatural videos myself on TikTok. Those dancing videos, so I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm pop off to them. That's awesome, but I just can't understand why these people who are doing the same dances, the same ones who are doing the same dances, but they all have like 10,000 followers. Just like follow I one. I don't understand that either. But they're, you know, it's like those people who go on YouTube and play with toys and then get a million followers just for playing with toys. And I'm over here like, what the fuck? And they're making all this money and I'm the one who's sitting here, you know, so... They're doing something right, apparently, because. Oh, absolutely. I do the same thing when I look at it. I'm like, um, what are they doing right that I'm not? But, I mean, I've got a lot of yeah. support anyway from the followers I have, and they're like, oh, you're doing it right. You're, you'll get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, I just, so I just keep it at that. You just, yeah. yeah, exactly. You just got to keep on. Uh, keep it on, you know, and, and keep putting out content. That's the, that's the thing. When you, if you keep putting out content and people keep viewing it, you know, eventually you're going to get to where you want to be, you know? Right, absolutely. But plus you have a dedication for it that I do not, that I do not have. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll put a – I got every once in a while of, like, some EVPs I capture or maybe I'll do – I'll find a short video of art and I'll add some music to it. Like, here, there we go, TikTok. But even, like, Kimmy, she does, she does a lot of TikToks, too. Kind of, yeah. Do I post consistently at all? Absolutely not. But I'm there. I exist. <laughs> and do you have a schedule you like to keep when it comes to TikTokers? TikToking? TikToking? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I sound like an old man. Do you sketch? Do you do you have like a uh, amount of? Do you have like amount of uh, videos you want? Do you want to put out like per week, or is it whenever the like whatever the motivation hits you? I'm gonna go ahead and do a video. Yeah, that's usually what it is. It's usually whatever the when the uh, motivation hits or whenever I feel like posting it is just um, I got you. I just decided to put them up. Yeah. 
well, got a, you've got quite the talent. But speaking of talent, Thank you. I've got an article here, and apparently this guy's putting out an ad for a psychic, okay? And uh, okay. ad reads, psychic wanted, you know where to apply. Man, man looking, man looking for a psychic gives no contact info. Is real medium will know where to apply. I mean, if you want to, if you want to know if a psychic's legit, <laughs> if this psychic shows up at your door, you'll know. Yeah, you know, you know. A man looking for a psychic has flashed out on a huge roadside ad, but refuses to put his contact details as a real medium will know where to apply. The mystery person contacted signage company Mando Media and forked out in an unspecified amount for the advert to go live near a busy commuter route in Manchester on August 18th. It reads, Psychic Wanted, you know where to apply. As they claimed, a real medium would know exactly when, where, and how to contact them. Manchester Evening News reported puzzled passerbyers passers-by have been left scratching their heads at the cryptic and and I can't even read tonight, and why their services are needed. Feedback from mandomedia.com said, we are contacted by an individual to place this advert seeking a psychic. Initially, we thought it was a joke, but the individual explained they were deeply serious and wanted to find a genuine psychic. They felt the best way to do that would be to put a psychic wanted advert with no contact information because a good psychic would know exactly when, where, and how to contact them. It wasn't made clear exactly why they were in need of a psychic. Maybe they had been swindled by a fake psychic in the past, or perhaps they want clar- more clarity on their future. We don't know. I want to do something extreme because you have to pay so much money for like a highway billboard. Yeah. I mean, you must have money, money to burn. But there have been like um, they've been like contests or like people have been like, if I find like a real psychic, I'll give you like a million dollars or something like that. If you can like guess the number in my head or some shit like that, <laughs> you know. So I mean, well, unless I mean, they get the psychic and then they could, you know play the lottery. That's true. I mean, you're wondering like if you if you that's not how it works though. People are like, well, if you know, if you know, know that, why don't you just cash the lottery? It's not really be like a freaking mm-hmm. million, um, all these millionaire psychics say that because they would be like, oh, just, I would just you like L O L. Yeah. I waited. Unfortunately, for, I waited four times to get the the one ticket from the one store. Like, hello. I've got the golden uh-huh. ticket. But we are we are seriously invested in this experiment. In this experiment, it would be. It would be incredible if it actually worked. It comes from, it comes after Singleton Muhammad Malik took an unorthodox approach to match reading using a massive billboard. So Singleton is another name for somebody who's single. I've never, never heard that word before. Must be a British thing. Mm. The ad linked to a website and received more than 1,000 applications in a matter of days, with another 1,000 women sending him messages over social media. Good God. No, thank you. <laughs> 1,000 people? <laughs> I 
mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, kind of smacks the desperation you putting uh, putting your your um, fact that you're single on a billboard. But again, it worked for him. So yeah. you know, who am I to talk? Give him that. It, it worked. Twenty-nine-year-old set up the website findmalikawife.com with his face plastered on several advertising hoardings across Birmingham. He told Birmingham Live he took the unusual approach to find real match over the, after the usual methods of meeting the one did not work. Drivers on the 834 near the Perry Bar Greyhound track you can see a 20-foot billboard of him laying on his side, pointing upwards with a big smile, joking, save me from an arranged marriage. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, find love in England is to put your put put your uh, face on the billboard. <laughs> Guess so. The ultimate Tinder. The ultimate Tinder. <laughs> so they can't swipe. I'm one. Right or left. Exactly. I guess you can't. You can, you know. I guess you can turn right or left, but find MalikaWife.com. Sounds like sounds like something you would see like on like. One of those shows your mom watches. Mm-hmm. You I know? wonder if it's like a still billboard, live billboard love on on uh, True TV or what is it? Reels. Uh, I wonder if that's still a live website. God, it's, let's find out. <laughs> find Malikawife dot com. Let's see here. Yes, there he is. Is we we will say we met at the mosque. Finallyquipped <laughs> dot com. Well, there you go. On Muzmatch. Oh, it's not even on. It's uh. Find a Muzmatch. Must be Muslim match. Muslim match. Probably. Well, there you go. That just still live website gets me. You can you can download the app on uh, Apple or Google Play. What? Bill Malik. All right, Shannon, do you have an article for us? Okay. We have inside one of England's most haunted hotels, where furniture moves by itself. That's crazy. Sorry. Yeah. A wooden chair seemed to pull itself from under the table with a ghostly voice saying he's coming during a paranormal investigation a ye old king head in Chester. I love ye old. This sounds makes things sound so like regal. Around twelve fourteen a chair appeared violently pull itself out from under the table followed by a ghostly voice saying he's coming. The hotel is thought to be one of the most haunted locations in England. It is now a full-time ghost hunting inn called My Haunted Hotel. Sounds creepy. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Damn. Is that it? They have a video, but the video is not loading. I mean, it is kind of hard, you know, because no one, no one can really see it. That's that's the hard part. 
Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna see if they could have like the proof of that video, but it's kind of interesting because the guy in the picture of the corner of the article, yeah, he looks mm-hmm. real, real creepy too. So, I see it right there. The guy, the guy's got the, the guy's got the, uh, yeah, the has like the little fingers crossed. Yeah, like he's like that little creepy little villain that I'm gonna go, hee 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 hee. Yeah. He looks like he's got he's he's about to hatch his evil plan or something. Or he's got like a creepy voice or something. Hmm. Come play in my haunted hotel. Let me click on the let me click on the article here. Ye old king's head. You can Danny wow. Moss recalled strange myths swirling around one of the cameras while overseeing investigations in the downstairs bar area. You think like all like they watch these video or watch these um like paranormal shows or when they like paranormal caught on camera or like Luke's top five on the uh, on YouTube. A lot of the stuff happens in England. There's so much history there. There or like China and Korea. So many well, I've never seen any paranormal stuff happening in China or Korea. It's usually, like you said, it's usually England. I don't know. You watch watch Nuke's top five, and like more than like half the videos on there are are stuff that happens in some in some Asian country. It's always you know, or or a lot of stuff happens in the Middle East, like in like Iraq and. Um, places like that, places you don't think of as being haunted, because I guess everywhere is haunted, really. But you know, I usually think of like castles in England or Ireland, places like that. But yeah, you know, that's I what I usually like, think of too. But they got some pretty freaked up spirits in there, out there for sure. Even picture of Yi King's head in Chester looks like one of the buildings you walk by in like Bush Gardens or whatever. Looks like an old an old English hotel. Oh there mm. it is. Danny Moss, that's the creepy guy you were talking about. Oh gotcha. Good old Danny Moss. Wait, does he kind of like some kind of Vincent Price thing? He does. He's a young Vincent Price. He's probably what he was going for with that pose. He does look kind of creepy. But I think that's part of the whole, like, package he's he's trying to go for. Probably, and probably that's how he gets more viewers and money, I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got the, the lights turned down and Looks like there's a behind him, uh, some logs stacked up in the fireplace, and it does. Danny added, "We also captured a disembodied male voice, which was extremely disturbing. Extremely okay. disturbing. I mean, I've heard a disembodied male voice before. 
and I was not extremely disturbed by it. I mean, if you're going to investigate ghosts, getting anything is pretty cool. Oh, look, oh, there. Yeah, now Danny has got a picture of Danny at the bottom of the article. His his mouth is open. He's shocked uh, at what they saw. On it. Danny's got his mouth open. His, his friend over here, Brett Jones, has got, he's really looking intently at the computer monitor there. Why me? Wow. You call a bloody. Ooh, I got one. So if you're in the area of Chester, not Chester, Virginia, but Chester, England, if you're in the area, go ahead and mosey on over to uh, Ye Old King's Head and have yourself a Ye Old Paranormal Investigation. You can hear a disturbing disembodied voice. Wow. Book our plane tickets now. Ghost you in. <laughs> All right. Really, really go to England, see my friends? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares if it's haunted or anything? I mean, that's what we fine. We love haunted things. Let's talk about sea creatures, won't you? Mm. Let's go sea let's creatures? go into the sea creatures. We're gonna go we're going to learn about a ghostly sea creature. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard of Loch Ness Monster, but not Loch Ness Monster's ghost. Interesting. And you know, that could be ghost? what people are seeing. Do what? I said he has a ghost? I mean, you never know. If you think about it, Loch Ness Monster's been around for a long time. They could be seeing the Loch Ness Monster's ghost. It makes you wonder why we went always see ghost dinosaurs running around, you know? Really? Imagine. You see ghost dogs. But... You're, you're driving down the highway, you look to your left, and you're like, oh, and you just see, like, a ghost of a, like, T-Rex aside from your after, life. like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes, you're just like, oh. Oh, crap. Oh. I would love, I would, I would love to see a Jurassic, a uh, dinosaur ghost. That would be cool. It, or, you know, just like they say about Bigfoot, they could be a Bigfoot ghost, too. Yeah. They, would have, they disappear. This big, Bigfoot died 100 years ago, and there's just this ghost popping up in all these, all these pictures. That's a new theory. Bigfoot's ghosts could getting around. Rick wants to go with us. So, Rick, yep, Rick is going to come, come, come into the, uh, to the investigation at Ye Old King's Head. While we do an EVP session looking for a dinosaur ghost. You know, you know, the things, the normal things. Yeah. I'll be the first one. We're going to be yeah, the first one to discover. You might end up having a pet dinosaur. Exactly. Pet dinosaur you have to feed. Imagine having an attachment of a dinosaur ghost. Or Bigfoot's ghost. Imagine like, man, I can't reach this, and then it just falls in, and you're just like looking, and you're just like, thank you. Thanks, appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> like that, that, that got my buddy. My attachment. My attachment. 
my attachment in me. Wherever I go, he's going to go. A ghostly sea creature, which is almost totally transparent, drags fish to their doom. I guess it's, yeah, four fishies. A ghostly sea creature that's almost totally transparent drags fish to its doom in an otherworldly new footage. Diver Pedro Valencia knew he was seeing something special when he encountered the bizarre sea beast during a night dive. What he had found was a siphonophore? 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 Siphonophore. Yeah, close enough. Four. Yeah, okay. Close enough. A creature which, despite appearances, is not one animal, animal, but rather multiple organisms working together as a colony. I almost said orgasm, so I'm glad. Yeah. Working together as a colony, and since they're extremely fragile, they they are rarely seen alive. He said, as I was swimming, looking for creatures to capture in video, I saw something slightly bigger than the rest of the particles that were floating around. When I approached, when I approached, I noticed it wasn't one single animal, but a siphonophore tentacles. This is very uncommon, so I thought right away that something was off. Fish often use jellyfish for, as protection, but not siphonophores. Siphonophores. <laughs> this was an indication that this was not a symbiotic relationship, but more of a predator-prey kind of thing. It was not a ghost fish. No. Disappointing. Well, yeah. Like a really you know, misleading. Yeah. Wow. How rude. Samira, it's about a jellyfish. Well, you know, like only like I think they say that seventy percent of the ocean hasn't been discovered yet. That's true. And how do we know the fish we see aren't ghost fish? Really? Because we're not reaching out and touching exactly. them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Footage recorded off the coast of Cozumel, Mexico. The colony can be seen drifting through the waters with an eerie glow. Its head pulses with a breathing-like rhythm while its lower body is festooned, festooned with tassel-like shapes emitting a white light. No internal organs are visible through its transparent exterior, only some, of, only some sort of branching stem connecting all the parts of the colony. And caught in its clutches of fish being dragged lifeless, lifelessly through the sea. Mr. Valencia said, I'm no biologist, but I've seen enough stephanophores to know this was a special capture. It wasn't until I posted it online that I knew my suspicions was shared by many. The general opinion is that this was a fish caught by the, whatever, the S thing. I don't feel like saying that word anymore. Stephanophore, maybe? Stephanophore? I do not know if the fish was food or just found itself trapped and died by the singing mechanisms of its appendages. I wonder how they eat the fish. I wonder if it's like absorbed. Who knows, honestly. And the scuba instructor Pedro is no stranger to the underwater world. But even for him, this was a special moment and he will remember it for a long time. You know what creeps me out? And it's always creeped me out ever since I was a kid. 
is when you find a dead fish on top of a fishbowl. The blank stare. It is so creepy. Or seeing another bug eat another bug. That creeps me out, too. I could watch a lion eat a zebra all day long. But you see a spider eat another bug or, like, I don't even like bugs. It's not like I'm, like, feel bad for the bug. Or, like, watching a praying mantis eat a, eat a oh, it's so, God, I get creeped out just thinking about it. That and dead mice in the mouse trap. Dead mice, I can see. That that one is a little, ah. I went to, my grandma had a, had a mouse, like, caught in the uh, in a mouse trap behind her TV. I had to get Angie or your mom to, to get the get the mouse for me. I was like, oh well. I mean don't oops you open up the mouse trap, let the mice mouse out, I'll just throw the whole fucking trap away. I don't care. Burn it. Throw it across the street. I wanna see it. <sighs> so what kind of stuff creeps you out, Shannon? Um well, I will say that I guess it all depends on how big it is. I like I said, there was there was actually something that happened at work the other day. So I saw a spider definitely at my work, and I squished it. Of course, I got the thorax in, and then when I squished it, little bits of baby of spiders came out. I've so seen and I thought they, I thought they were ants at first. And so I told somebody, and they were like, well, go get the bleach. I was like, okay. So I got the bleach. I cleaned up all the babies and tossed them, bleached them out and tossed them in the trash. Um, and I sprayed them. I guess I sprayed the mom spider so bad that it killed itself. But I actually didn't scream, which is weird, because usually I scream on certain kind of bugs. Not all bugs, but... It's just certain bugs. A lot of that, that's yeah, too. it's just certain bugs, right? I know that yeah, cockroaches don't bother me. But snakes don't bother me. Snakes <laughs> bother Angie. When we, whenever we went to get the birds from by, and she let us hold, and they let us hold their snakes. <laughs> we sent a picture to mom. Yeah, she was pissed that we even sent her a picture of the snake. That I was holding one. Yeah. Mom was like, don't touch me until we're home. And you've washed your hands. I'm like, I had my hoodie sleeves over my hands. She doesn't even like watching. I think it's weird how some people can get freaked out by things. Like, I get freaked out by dead fish. A live mouse doesn't bother me at all. Usually because the mouse is running away from me. You know? Well, it's but, funny because the fish will go, they would turn upside down and their eyes will be staring at you. Yes. It's like, it's like the first real, like, rush with death. If you, if you have a connection to your fish, your fish dies, and you have, you know, and then they look at you like, why'd you kill me? <laughs> Take care of me. The Rick wants me to ask you, Shannon, about the Bigfoot you saw in your backyard. <laughs> That's actually just a 
that's not a real Bigfoot, but it's a prop thing. Oh, I was going to say, watch. <laughs> like a wooden piece. It's like a. He needs to show you that picture, by the way. I will get him to send it to me. The wooden Bigfoot. Ghostly sea creature. I don't know if I sent it to him, so if I didn't, I'll send it to him or I'll send it to you. Definitely want to see that. Let's see what else we have here in the world of supernatural news. You know, you're saying about stuff that's in the ocean. You make makes me wonder if people have ever seen, like, you know, the ghost of Titanic. I don't know. I mean, if it has, I've never heard of it. Although, if you watch Ghostbusters 2, the ghost of the Titanic makes an appearance on in that movie. Yeah, that's true. But I know people have seen ghost ships, like the Flying Dutchman, and people have seen ghostly pirate ships. Um, what's that place called? Uh, Old House Woods. There is an old pirate, oh. a pirate ship that goes up there. I wonder right. if... Everything, every time I think of the Flying Dutchman, I think of Spongebob. Yeah. The funniest one was when they got um, shanghai and they had to work on the Flying Dutchman. I watched that one. The first time I saw that one, I about died laughing. It was so funny. Can you believe... Uh, do you believe That's the a, only... Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm going to say, do you believe a photo can be cursed? Interesting. I've I've seen these videos. Watch the cursed photo or watch this video or a cursed video. And I'm like, how is that? How does this work? How does a photo become cursed? But apparently, there is a photo of a man before he got, before he was killed, falling to his death. Photo, mm. cursed final photo of man before he plunged 650 feet to his death as he looked for phones. Wow. I mean, it's the thing though, man. You you drop your phone and you start freaking out. You'll be driving and your phone will fall. You're trying to reach down the seat to get it while you're driving out on the highway and shit. People, you know, people are can be too attached to their phones. Apparently, this this guy was um, not looking at where he was going and uh, passed away. Andrea Mazzetto was seen in a photo with his girlfriend, Sarah Bragante, before he moments later fell to his death off a 650-foot precipice while looking for his phone. A couple of posts for a photo gather before the man fell 650 feet to his death as he looked to recover a phone that had been dropped. And Andrea, Andrea, 
Yeah, it is. But you don't think about that. You're like, oh, I dropped my phone. Let me, I, I can reach it, and then you lose your balance. You know, that's a lot. How a lot of people, you know, die, or people trying to get good selfies, and they're like standing at the like the very edge of a cliff. <laughs> I cannot stand when people do that. It is like, so. Please don't. It makes me so nervous. I get nervous while I'm watching it on TV. Like watching all these like parkour people jumping from like rooftop to rooftop and like one flip and you're dead. I'm like, no, it's not worth it. Like there are millions of other photographs of like this one location that you're at. That one photograph you're gonna get is not worth dying over. It really is. Like, like just stop, please. Like, I've seen people on the news, like, when they go to, like, the Grand Canyon and they want to take a selfie and then they end up going over the cliff. Yeah. The overnight, what was that, that one lady who, who took a picture of herself when that song Happy was on her car, and, like, two seconds later, she plowed her, her car into the back of a truck. I mean, there are times to take a selfie while you're driving down the highway. It's not one of them. It is not. Like, don't. You clearly never had the adult, like, use your phone and drive conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's not that important that a song makes you happy. I'm sure her friends who read that post felt felt the need, felt very fulfilled that that song made her happy, but then she died <laughs> two seconds later. But then... This song makes me happy. I got to tell the world about it. Oh, crash, boom. It's sad. Guess not. Moral of the story, don't don't selfie and drive. Or text and drive, which I have been known to do. Drink and drive. But drink and drive. Don't do that either. Just whatever. Just pay attention and drive. That's what you, that's what you should be doing. Yep. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. The more you know. Andrea Mazzetti, who was described as a hardworking painter, was enjoying a walk in the hillside last Saturday afternoon in Razzo Vicenza when he was was believed to have lost his footing and fell off a precipice. The final photo of him alive is with his girlfriend, Sarah Bregante, while climbing the altar Nado Rock. Afterwards, she posted in, in a, it on Instagram saying, our cursed last photo together, you always be with me, my little bear. It's a nice view. And, you know, it's easy for us to be like, well, you should have done this. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was something like it was just like right there. Mm-hmm. And then he just lost footing. You know, it's... He said, right. trying to reach, retrieve the phone and then fell 650 feet. <laughs> Rescue teams reached him using a helicopter, but he was pronounced dead, the, dead at the scene. The pair were regular users of social media with Mr. Mazzetto having nearly like 2,500 Instagram followers. And many of his photos, photos were romantic images with his girlfriend. He had also been uploading Saturday. One person said he was warm, generous, and with a big desire to live. 
Mm. It comes after a young Brit died in a tragic accident at the volcano from hell in Ecuador. I mean, if you're going to be near a volcano, I would not want to live near the volcano from hell. Literally, that's what that's, that seems extreme. Just name that. I'm moving as far away as possible. No, thank you. How do you become a volcano from hell? Literally, like, how bad do you have to be? What happened? I've not heard of many volcanic interruptions in Ecuador. Exactly. You know, it's, I mean, how bad can it be? You go there, it's like freaking terrible. If you get too close to it, does your skin melt off? Like, hmm? I would be, well, I would be kind of hellish. Gil Banks, 25, was attempting to climb up the Ruku Pinchicha volcano near Quito on Sunday, October, August 14th, when he fell to his death. Again, I don't know why people in the hill would need to do stupid things. Literally. I go near a volcano. Especially when it especially when it's called a volcano from hell. Stay away from the volcano. People. Exactly. Another piece of friendly advice from your friends here at the Free and Awesome Paranormal Show. Please make smart decisions. Yes. If you are anywhere near a volcano, someplace called the volcano from hell, go the opposite direction. Turn around. Believe. I'll say make a smart decision. Yes. And your phone is not that important. If you lose your phone, your girlfriend's there. You can use her phone, and you can go to the store and buy another one. That's the thing. The phones are always going to be there. Your life is not. <laughs> your phone's gone forever. Your life is Yeah, you're not. Yeah, your phone, yeah. Your phone, you can infinite supplies of supplies of phones. But your phone is disposable. You are not. And we are giving. We are. We are filling up some good advice here, guys. I believe they said inspirational quote on Facebook with a picture of the mountains behind it. Yes. Or put like <laughs> selfies are not that important. <laughs> we are here to educate the masses. Some of the most important things here. Are you feeling it, Shannon? Feeling yeah. feeling good about yeah. what we're doing? Then people oh, know yeah. that selfies aren't worth dying for. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure the selfie, the picture that you took, was a pretty good picture. Picture until they die. Here comes RJ. Hey, oh, shit. You okay? I'm okay. RJ's okay. been playing Roblox. Do you play Roblox, Shannon? No. I've heard of it. It is an addicting uh, game thing. He's just playing Nights of Betty on no, it. He's playing Five Nights of Betty on it. Which is creepy. Let's see here. We got. You have another article for us, Shannon? Uh, let's see what I got here. How about this one? 
Old English Country Hall with blood-curdling visions of Anne Boleyn's ghost. Ooh, okay. Have had my blood curdle in a while. Ghost hunters may be drawn to an old English country estate where the ghosts of the famous Brits like Anne Boleyn are said to haunt its rooms. Contained with Biggling Hall's beautiful red brickwork, doomed and fort. 4,600 acres of sweeping estate dotted with wood, woodland and parkland, the whispers of the agonished ghost patrolling the ground. The Norfolk home is said to be home to the likes of the Headless and Boleyn, as the estate stand on the site of a medieval manor believed to have been her birthplace. And of course, as we know, that Anne Boleyn was beheaded by her husband, King Henry VIII. That, was that would a, be uh, creepy. One way, that's one way to get a divorce, I guess. Well, it says that her ghost returns every year on May 19th, which is the anniversary of her execution. Such a sad story. Well, the man had about, I want to say, eight wives. And he think he beheaded several of them. Uh. But I think the most famous one was Anne Boleyn. Wasn't that the one? She was... um... He had more than one. Oh, yeah. He had wife. more than one wife. I think he had Marie. Remember, he, I, didn't he marry? I think wife. he married to Marie Antoinette, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Let's see here. And so then. She must have had it. Yeah. Anne Boleyn was Queen of England from 1533 to 1536. The second wife of King Henry VIII. Circumstances of her marriage and her execution by heading for treason and other charges made her a key figure in the political and religious upheaval that marked the start of the English Reformation. So I'm wondering if, like, it was like King Henry was like, you know, I got to get rid of this girl. So I'm going to charge her with treason. And I'm gonna, I'm going to chop her head off because I want yeah. I want you know and he could do that I guess he could he could just do that it's so weird just look looking at these pictures of her knowing that she got her that she was uh, executed like that oh do 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 oh Okay, I, I, got, I, I see what's going on. Yeah? Uh, what's going on? See, the... Summit excommunicated Henry... And, okay, I'll read the whole paragraph. <laughs> Henry and Anne formally married on November 25th, January 25th, 1533, after a secret mar- wedding on November 14th, 1532. On May 23rd, 1533, newly appointed Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, declared Henry and Catherine's marriage null and void. Five days later, he declared Henry and Aaron's 
marriage valid. So what, what happened? What changed? Shortly afterwards, Clement excommunicated Henry and Cranmer. As a result of this marriage and these excommunications, the first break between the Church of England and the Catholic Church took place, and the king took control of the Church of England. Queen of England on June 1st, 1533. On 7th September, she gave birth to the future Queen Elizabeth I. Henry, dis- Henry was disappointed to have a daughter rather than a son, but hoped the son would follow and profess to love Elizabeth. And sub- subsequently had three miscarriages, and by March 1536, Henry was courting James Seymour. In order to marry Seymour, Henry had to find reasons to end, end the marriage to Anne. Genuinely, her entire story is really sad, but... Yeah. So, I mean, this girl is up to the male, anyway, but they didn't know that the she sex of her... her entire life, anyway. So she's trying to... She has these kids, these daughters, and it's not her fault. Definitely not her fault. <sighs> well, we're about excuse me, out of time here on the show. Yep. Do you want to let people know where to find you? TikTok? Sure. You can find me on TikTok. Um, the, uh, the, the logo that I have on there is of me as a cosplay of Princess Leia, um, again, the handle is O'Brien Shannon Seventeen. Um, I do post videos daily. O'Brien Shannon Seventeen. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us tonight. It was uh, fun talking about dinosaur ghosts and the ghost of Bigfoot. Yep, definitely. This was fun. Awesome. A lot better than last night. Yes, yes. Being able to actually hear each other is definitely a good thing. And, of course, like we said, selfies are are not that important. Right. You know, you you can get get another phone. You can't get another life. And if you live anywhere near something called the volcano from hell, just walk away. You know, walking down the direction. I don't need to be anywhere near Angel from Hell. So, hope you guys have a good night. Thank you, Shannon, for coming on oh, the thank show. Thank you. And we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you later. All right. That sounds great. Have a good night. Thank you. You have a good night too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, we are going to be back next week with um, God, Jeff Kaiser. I've got the name of his the, the group he's with. But we'll have him on the show with his wife, and, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Next Tuesday night, I will take, my, take myself off mute. Have a good night, guys. Bye.